the You Decipher podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of university life and unpack what it means to be a disciple on campus. Welcome back to the You Disciple podcast. I'm Sister Mary Helen and... My name is Mahaya Moret. Yes, and we have um, a wonderful priest with us from the Chaldean community. Yes, Abuna Thar Sheikh is joining us today from um, the Chaldean community. So, yeah, we're looking forward to speaking with Abuna Thar. I keep saying Abuna. I think it's one of those natural things. Abuna means father. So, if you hear me say Abuna a lot, that means I'm saying father. So, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for you to to be here with you and to talk about something maybe important for for my love. Yeah. Sure, thank you, Buna. Yeah, Buna just been back from Iraq only a couple of weeks ago, so he's been in Australia for four years, and yeah, it'd be pretty interesting to see what he has to say about how the people in Iraq at the moment, what they're going through, and yeah, what can we learn from the Western world? Beautiful. Okay, here we go. You're listening to the You Disciple Podcast, where we put the you in disciple. All right, sister. Two more weeks until the semester is over. Thank goodness. I know this place is packed, which I don't know if people are avoiding study or Mm. they're actually starting to study. Well, I hope they're getting ready for their exams and their assignments. I know. So, yeah, we're looking forward to um, see how they go and... Heading into the difficult time of our of study life. Mm, you can start to see them stressing out a little bit. Yep, time for some resilience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have, yeah, like we said, Abuna Thar here with us. Abuna, thank you so much for coming today. Um, it's your first time being at the JP2 house and you've seen a bit of it. So it's all the students come along from Melbourne University, RMIT and, and other universities also who join us. But um, you're the first Chaldean priest on this podcast. So... It's, it's going to be interesting. So it's, we've had heaps of priests, heaps of guest speakers, but yeah, you're the first Chaldean priest. And and yeah, and now we wanted to kind of have a chat to you, Abuna, and about, yeah, about your experience in Iraq and um, what can we learn, what can we learn from that? But before we do that, Abuna, we just want to kind of tell us a bit about yourself for the water community in, uh, in Melbourne. My name is Father Thayer Sheikh. I was born in Baghdad, 1977. Um, I was the fourth um, kid for a big family from six people. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied in Baghdad. I finished my high school there. And then I went to Babylon College for theology and philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did six years. And then I've been ordained at at 2002 mm. as a priest and uh, I was a parish priest f- from that time. Mm, cool. So Abuna, how was your experience when you arrived in Australia? Obviously it's a very different culture, it's a different country, different types of you know ways of living. What was your experience when you when you arrived in Australia? Yeah. I came to Australia in 2009 um, for one month just to visit some some friends here. And but 
to come here and be a parish priest, it was something different. And I, I thought a lot. I prayed if I can do it or not. It was a um, really hard moment to decide if, if can I come or not. Um, unfortunately, here, um, I don't have uh, a lot of parents like mm-hmm. or close friends. Um, I came and been uh, nominated as a parish priest in Melbourne, and everything was um, different from my um, environment, um, culture, language, uh, people. But I tried to do the best, and I think I'm still learning more than teaching. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and I find uh, a lot of um, nice people here around me, especially in my, my parish, that really they help me a lot and they teach me a lot to learn really how to deal with the, we can say with the Aussies people here <laughs> because <laughs> we have it from our community a lot. Uh, they've been born here. Right. Yeah. How many how many people are in your church? Because you're at Our Lady Garden of Plants. Garden yeah, of Plants. Our Lady, yeah, Guardian of Plants. Now we have around um, five to six to six thousand families in my parish. Thousand that's me. families. That families. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> so we're looking around probably about thirty. 30 yeah, 30. from thirty to thirty-five thousand people. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot in one parish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, and that's um, like it's packed really easily. Yeah. Look, when oh, I was in ba- when I was in Baghdad, uh, my parish was not that big. I had uh, before the war two thousand uh, families, but after the war, the fall of the Saddam regime, um, the Christian they left. Mm, they all yeah. went away. Yeah, and after that, uh, the um, the Christian people being like too small group. Yes. And after came here, after that, uh, I faced 5,000 family mm. uh, and I am alone with, um, actually I have a, a parish uh, um, assistant. He's Abuna uh, Jelil now. He's a marriage okay. priest. priest. Um, he have a lot to do with his family, but... He helped me. Really. That's good. Yeah. Oh, when you spoke about how um, people in Iraq, the Christians in Iraq, ran and fled to the neighboring um, countries because of the regimes and of all those um, groups that rose to persecute the Christians. And obviously you would have seen so much in your life um, at that moment. Um, can you tell us, Abuna, a bit about what you, like your experience of suffering like, and how does suffering look like to the Middle Easterns in Iraq and what you went through? Personally, personally, after the last war, two thousand three, I was too young. Mm. Um, I lost my family, all my family, uh, during the war. Not physically. Not. So not I, oh, yeah, no, I not lost him. Yeah, I I lost contact with them. Mm. They thought I I been. Uh, killed wow. and I thought the same oh, wow. yes but after um, the war is finished 
I tried to find them, and mm-hmm. thanks God, all of them, they we, they've been saved. Oh, Buna, there's a lot of that happens in Iraq. Um, sister, is, is when a war broke out in Iraq, a lot of people went missing. So, and that's what, like, you actually don't know if these people have died, or if these people are just have just lost their path, have gone to other countries. And sometimes you actually go throughout your whole life not knowing what's happened to your brother or your sister wow. or your parents. So in the moment, everyone's just fleeing everyone's as far scared. as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it, it's a big challenge too. I mean, yeah, like likely you found your family, but some people don't. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we lost a lot of, of people. And till now, we don't we don't know where, where they are. Mm. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I think the, the, the moment was... More difficult, it was after the war, when some groups, they try to build themselves and um, try to to lead the country. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, this a group, they try, they, they, they create a, a conflict between them and which one will have more power to lead the country. And um, in that moment, they, t- um, they were always against the Christian people, especially the priests, mm. because they were in contact with with the street, we can say, with the people. Mm. Um, there was 34 priests in Baghdad at that time. They kidnapped 18 of 18 from them. Mm. After that, they, try, they, they left this priest Baghdad they tried to kidnap me twice, mm-hmm. by thanks God. Um, but the third time, it was uh, um, they kidnapped w- me. It yeah. Yeah. A warning. Yeah. Oofed. yeah, they they thought that I was working with one group against them. Oh, right. Yeah, and that's mean a politician yes. uh, problem. But after that, they knows that no, there is nothing between me and these groups, and they just left me. Wow. Mm. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, I, can I can't they, even imagine. Actually, yeah, I don't know. They ha- they hit me. Wow. Yeah, I suffered a lot of um, these days. Yeah, I'm mm. still when I remember that moment, it's really hard to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What helped you through that? Um, till now, I feel um, of suf- suffering of a lot of the Christian people there. Mm-hmm. And not just because I'm a priest, no. Uh, everyone, we can share the, the pain of the others. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks God, he gave me this opportunity to share the other people, uh, uh, them suffering when they being kidnapped and maybe a lot of them they being killed as well mm-hmm. because they just de- they want to defend on on their faith and they didn't convert for another mm-hmm. religion yeah and the question i have Abuna, is obviously you would have known that these groups are rising and getting stronger in iraq and obviously you as a priest you you knew you were going to be a target to the to these groups Obviously, did you have in the back of your mind, well, it can be any moment, any day, I'm going to be next to be kidnapped. And had, how did that make you feel, knowing that you were a target in that country, in your own country? And how did you go on, like, did you just live your life normally? Or, like, or were you always hesitant and scared? Yeah, I was always scared. 
Look, if you if you will live in in a small place for more than eight months, for example, and never seen the never see the the street, or you cannot go to bring bread or anything you need, um, it was really hard. I I used some uh, friends just to help me to bring me food uh, and other stuff. Yeah, and. Um, my family, they, they try to call me always and to come and visit them because they, they left Baghdad and they went to Kurdistan, hmm. which is there, it's more safe. Um, always they try to call me and to, to tell me, just come, try to come, we wanted to see you. Um, one time I used the ambulance <laughs> to yeah to run away from um, from the church and to go to the airport and then to go to north and I, I when I returned back I used the same <laughs> the same way yeah it was ambulance yeah of wow. for one one of my friends yeah so you had to work in hiding so were you celebrating sacraments and everything just in people's houses yeah, and yeah, just yeah, yeah, moving yeah. And all the time yeah and wow. they know they know they know us right. as a priest they know us and uh, you can see there is a lot. Uh, there is uh, some some of people they stand just uh, close to church, just waiting you when yes. when you will um, leave, yeah. you will leave and they will it just take you. It's 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 amazing, isn't it? I feel like we're talking back two thousand years ago when the Christians were persecuted, but it's it's the modern day. Yes, and like in 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 Australia, like you can go church and do whatever you want and there's never that sort of physical persecution right so when you hear something like that it, it just i feel like it just makes you appreciate what you have here in, in this country yes and we've never seen anything like mm. that on on this on the land you know we've never had that experience we wouldn't know what to do yeah in that. it's just so foreign i i remember hearing stories actually a few years ago from the dominican sisters in iraq in mosul is that right uh, is that yes right? yes mm. um and so they would communicate with us a little bit and we'd try to help them out. But their stories were just amazing. The number of people they lost and their convent was taken over and all sorts of, yeah, really. Yeah, it was a, it was a heavy. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, it was a heavy target. I mean, especially when all white sister around, <laughs> around Iraq, you'd think, you know, you'd be an easy target. Yeah. But how does an experience like that I wanna change your view of suffering? Um, suffering's a big, it's a big topic. Um, what what has what did it teach you when you were suffered for purely because you're a faithful believer in Jesus? I think uh, it gave me a lot. Now I can face any kind of problems or any kind of um, pain. Uh, it make me strong mm. um, and. No one can uh, cannot like um, kills the 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 hope that I have now. Mm. Um, I used always I used to live in in Baghdad in this situation, and this give me it, or this this experience give it to my faith to be more stronger. Mm. Um, unfortunately. Um, here, here, you you don't have any challenges. Mm. It's uh, and maybe the faith is something you can do it or not. 
because maybe they will not give you something uh, like um, a specialist. But in our country, to be a Christian, that's mean you know there is you have to lose many different mm. things in your life, and yes. you have to be worried always because because your faith you can be attacked always. And uh, the Christian people there, unfortunately, Maher has uh, a black uh, <laughs> color, <laughs> yeah. but you can see the oh, you can you can uh, just um, see the Christian people because they have a white white face, yes. color, uh, hair. They stand uh, out. Yeah, appearance. and they know this one is okay. not Muslim or or another religion. This is this. Is Christian and mm. this was a sign for them to attack us. Wow, it's amazing. I was just uh, reflecting when you're talking about, uh, well, someone attempting to take your freedom has really been a pathway to deeper freedom, mm. right? Like there's a freedom no one could ever take away. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, the freedom that you can feel it in your heart, and no one can take it. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like um, the more you get persecuted for your faith, the stronger you become. Yes. And and I think that's what it is. And I think the faith in, in Melbourne, in Australia, is nothing challenging us in, in, in a physical sense. So there, there's, there's other yeah. kinds of challenges that we face differently to the people of Iraq. But I feel like physical suffering sometimes, it helps us grow in our faith. There's something, there's an essence in suffering that yeah, when you're getting persecuted for your faith, it just makes you stronger. Yeah, you you got to, it becomes your DNA. You know, yeah. it's your identity. This is who I am. Mm. And yes, I, I can take everything, but you can't take that. Yeah, yeah, I think this is what we can share it here in Australia. Yes, yeah. Our faith, because we came from back background, it was really tough with us. And uh, this is what we hope to share it with the Australian people mm-hmm. that we have this faith it's um, it's not like uh, it's really a part a big part in from our life mm-hmm. you can see an uh, an Iraqi people without faith it's mm-hmm. rare doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that I think this is what we have to share it here in this country Mm. It's funny when I was young and I had no idea of. But you're still young. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she still is, by the <laughs> We can we can dream. But um, <laughs> I remember when I was young and I left Australia to be a missionary in America, and I remember getting to America and thinking, "Oh my goodness, everything's perfect. They've got these massive parishes. They've got resources everywhere. Everywhere you go, people preach the truth." And I remember thinking. I grew up in Melbourne, it was really tough and I had to find, you know, right teaching and I I felt like I was the only one who was Catholic around me. So I felt like I had, you know, they made us tough in Melbourne because <laughs> <laughs> we had to fight for our faith. It's a completely different level, you know, yeah. of, of that. It's kind of, you were saying how the physical suffering is important because I think it is a, a real suffering of feeling very alone or very... Mm, um, yeah in your faith that everything that you say is controversial these mm-hmm. days. Um, it's, it, it's, it is really challenging to be a young Catholic on campus yeah. and stand for that because there's this exclusion and all sorts of things that happen that are 
they do affect us. But it's mm. sort of similar, you know, when you read the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are the poor. And we, you could just spiritualize it and say, oh, just the spiritually poor. Mm. But there's also something to physical poverty that teaches us deep lessons. You know, physical suffering teaches us something that maybe mental or emotional suffering. Mm. Th- there's different. There's another layer to it. Yeah, and I feel like it's the same thing, sister. What's the people who are getting excluded and still you now stood out in Iraq? It's same here in Australia. Like you know, like you're you're yeah, you're a Christian. Fronts, like, yeah. You know, like both both essence in the same way, but differently. This yeah. one's physical. This one is more socially social, a social persecution. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of students are feeling that in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what does. <coughs> What does it teach a community? So the the, the people of Iraq, I um, like you personally, you know, experienced physical persecution. What about a community? How does it does it strengthen the community? Does it like it's really easy for a group to come to one of you and says, you know, convert or and you just say, okay, you know what, I don't care about Jesus, I'll just convert. It's really easy just to say those words, but a lot of our people actually wouldn't. They refuse to reject Jesus in public, and they were willing to go to their death for for the persecution, for the sake of Jesus. So in your what do you think of the community? How does it how does it build it up and strengthen it when it comes down to the persecution in Iraq? Yeah. I think as a Chaldean community it's uh, too hard for them to be converted for another religion or another thought. We still, till now, because we suffered a lot, we still, till now, um, are like living in, in, the same, in the same faith. And even if uh, here we have, oh, you have to face a lot of different problems or issues like moral issues or, but I think they've been protected uh, from all this idea, the new idea that mm. the world want to bring it out today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our community, maybe they will be the last community that they will lose if they will lose their faith mm. or they lose um, like a moral life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they are really strong. Mm. I was also thinking that... Um, I've only visited your parish once mm-hmm. <laughs> at the um, diaconate ordination, and it's beautiful. And all the different ages and you know people were there supporting. And I th- I wonder also if just your community life. So the regular one of your thirty thousand parishioners, <laughs> I imagine they don't just show up for one hour on Sunday. Mm. Like is there there's a broader um, support network or there's m- more interaction that they have with each other during the week as a parish, right, to support the whole life of being a, a, a Christian. True. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yes, yeah, actually, I feel sorry for everyone because he hardly has any time for himself <laughs> because it's not on Sundays that people come. It's every other day they come too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the, the big of for uh, of our numbers, we, we used to always having in contact with each each family. This is what we try to do, but it's, it's really hard. For that, we try to create always some groups to be in contact, some to make a rela- relation between the church and some 
families maybe they are a little bit far from the community and we try to invite him always to turn back to come mm. um, and as Mar knows uh, we have a lot a lot of activities um, work in the church um, we try to keep our language <coughs> yeah we try to keep our language because it's important it's our identity yes. like a Chaldean language um, and because all our rights it's yes. installed in Chaldean and this is what we try to keep it mm. um, w- yeah we know there is a lot of problems and we try to make it easier and easier for our parishioners mm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a community can play um play a big role in Australia, especially Melbourne. And I think we can learn also a lot from Dutch diocese the way the way their churches are run. And like, and I think we all have different kind of challenges in every in every parish. And I think we're just blessed in our parish because there's so many of us, and because there was so much persecution and suffering. Um, that's why we wouldn't we wouldn't reject Jesus for anything that comes our way. And yeah, and I think there's a beautiful thing too that is. Yeah, like it's, it's our identity. Like every Chaldean that you would meet, it's most of the time is is a Catholic, yes. mm-hmm. and it's very rare to meet a non-Catholic Chaldean. Yes, um, we love our faith, and it's something we can share mm-hmm. with um with the broader communities mm-hmm. of, of of Melbourne. That's true. I think especially in that aspect of of building an actual community, you know, having a, I think sometimes we would go to mass and then that's the only time you see those people mm. and the rest of your time is with people who don't share your faith mm. and so it can grind you down little by little but if you if you're um more constantly with each other i think you can really start to adopt and share mm. the values of how are you raising your children or how are you educating them or you don't know sport yeah. everything just yeah. it embraces all the other facets of your life and you know, I think the beautiful thing is that the young people, especially, they want to belong yes. to something or to someone, and it's beautiful to see that these young people are wanting to belong to Christ, yes. and they're giving they're giving their all to mm-hmm. Christ, and it it makes it easier to for you to stand up mm. in your workplace or in your campus if you know you have that whole backing behind you. I mm. mean, we all know we have Jesus behind us, but we're human and we need community. I think that would be a, a mm. great blessing. Yeah was even very important to show for the our community especially for the young that they've been born here yes. that they have really a big big background history background we we are christian from 2000 years yes yeah and uh, we have um, a very long story we teach the the world how the right yes we make as as um as a culture, we made a lot of thinking in our mm-hmm. um, background, mm-hmm. civilization, yeah. Uh, and we try to make him proud because they have all this history. And there is always a relation between you, even if you are born here, and your original yes. country, which is in, in Iraq, Mesopotamia. Mm. Yeah, to honor to honor that heroism that's gone before, that the gift of mm-hmm. the faith that we have and how how people have suffered to pass it on. I wonder, actually, you just went back to Iraq recently, but the community there that is smaller, but are they 
are they strengthening or uh, I don't know? Are they are they coming back? Are there people coming back from the surrounding neighborhood? Mm, coming back, no, mm. because uh, the situation is is the same. It's still difficult. Yeah. Yes, still difficult, especially with a small group yes. as a Christian community. Mm. Um, I'm not so happy for for these people. Yeah. Okay. I think um, if they will find a good chance, they will leave Go. everything there. Yeah, wow. Because it's really hard, no? It's not just one day, one month, or one year, and everything will be good. You have to face every day the same problems. Mm. And you have to teach your children to prepare himself because he will face the same. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, many of people, they thinking to just leave mm-hmm. and to find another place. So mm-hmm. it's, it's unimaginable. I mean, really? imagine imagine I have to tell my daughters that, you know, be careful. Like, yeah. like it's uh, something like it's unbelievable how constantly, you always mm-hmm. have to watch your back, constantly you're in fear. Yeah. I find it really hard. Mm-hmm. It's mentally draining too. Mm-hmm. Just that back, yeah. Well, we're glad you found a home in Melbourne. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you and the 30,000 in your parish. And then St. George. Is it St. George? Yeah, we St. have St. George, George as well. How many are there? Um, around 3,000 family. Wow. Okay. It's so building. You, so you're bound to see a Chaldean walking around there somewhere. They are, yeah. <laughs> or the northern <laughs> suburbs. <laughs> it's a happy meeting. Okay, one second. This is the You Disciple podcast. For more information on what's happening on a campus near you, go to udisciple.melbournecatholic.org. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Father. Thank you, Abunathar. It, it means a lot to have, you know, sharing your experience and the suffering. And I hope, yeah, we can all learn something from that. Yeah, I think I need to go away and sort of think about it and process it. It's hard to react in the moment. But, mm. um, yeah, no, thank you for your witness also to the faith. And um, I, I'm definitely going away thinking of um, just the responsibility to pray for, the, for all those families who are still in that situation. Um, and then we ask your prayers for... Catholics of Melbourne, young Catholics of Melbourne, mm. that we can have um, that resolve, you know, that deep freedom that comes from um, really identifying with Christ and the church in a way that nothing can shake. So, mm. and not to give up Christ for for anything. Nothing. I mean, if Abun, if you've, you know, you're willing to lay down your life for Christ, I mean, yeah, we're willing, we're willing to lay down our, yeah, our, our little problems in Australia, our little things that we go through. I mean, I think Jesus is worth it. Yeah. Any final word from you, Father? Um, thank you for your for your invitation. Um, it was really nice to share my experience here, and for a lot of people, maybe they will hear this. Mm. Um, and we are all of us like like one church, and I think. As a pro- brothers, we can learn from each other. We have a lot to still to learn from the Catholic Church, and I think we have mm, very small things that we can 
fugitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our church is um, very healthy of uh, of rights, songs, mm-hmm. uh, words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we hope to share it with others and uh, to make it really um, an opportunity to strong make the, the faith more stronger mm-hmm. for another community. Yes, cool. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Abuna. Thank you. It's really a pleasure having you. God bless. Thank you. Whether you've been listening to us on the tram, in the library, or on your way to class, thanks for listening to this week's You Disciple podcast. Share, like, and subscribe. We hope to see you on and around campus. The You Disciple Podcast is a production of the Catholic Archdiocese of Melbourne.